Hello, welcome to A Table in the Corner. I'm your host, Russell Wasserfall, and on this show, I talk to the chefs, producers, and entrepreneurs who drive the food industry. Today, I'm talking to Nick Chiralumbus, who is the owner, proprietor, creator, chef of Uzeri in Whale Street in Cape Town. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah. Listen, we've come a long way since we last spoke to each other. So you had a very, very clear vision. I mean, has it worked for you? Yeah, it's worked. Um, it's worked because I, I feel like I, I, not necessarily um, from what I feel from the outside, but I think what's important for me is that I feel like it's worked because I'm happy with what I'm doing. Um, exactly. And then obviously you get the you get the confirmation sort of like from from obviously happy customers and all of that. But I feel like happy with with the way that it's come so far. I know that a couple of people that I know are regulars. I mean, you've already developed a really, a really faithful following of regulars. How, how is that working out? And what do you think it is about the food that has, has made such loyal customers? Um, well, I think what's quite cool is that the, the experience that you had at, at Leo's for the pop-up, um, I hope is not too different to actually what the experience is here, which, well, is, you know, yeah. which is, what I, what was the sort of idea from the get go? Yeah. Um, in terms of regulars, I'd like to think that it's like the fact that I and we try to be really authentic, um, okay. and I think that sort of comes across in obviously the food and the service and just the way people f- feel when they when they eat with us, um, right. and through the service and, and everything like that. Why did you think that a sort of a, a restaurant? based on your Cypriot heritage and kind of extrapolated into finding the local ingredients, why did you think that would work in Cape Town? Um, I think it's two parts to this. I, I was, it was quite target, like market-related, um, obviously, because I, I know that I can't just do like the, the romantic thing and just open the restaurant that I wanted to. So I knew that there was a, there was a, there was a little space in the market for authentic Greek food yes. um, tra- traditional authentic contemporary Greek food um, so I knew there was a little sort of snippet of the market that we could get into um, and obviously it's something that I wanted to do for as long as I Forever. can remember so I mean, yeah you say that for as long as you can remember I remember reading reading about um, your kind of origin heritage something like that and you were raised by your Cypriot grandparents. Yeah, I mean, sort of, sort of. Yeah, yeah. So we spent a Tell lot me a of bit time. About that, yeah. um, spent a lot of time with them. Uh, my parents worked really, really hard, and we lived sort of like two minutes away from where they lived. So it was also like we went there every morning for breakfast. We had Sunday lunch there most Sundays. Um, spent a lot of time with them. Um, obviously in the kitchen because yeah. that's just like part of the part of our culture and our heritage. Right. Um, and yeah, so I think that obviously was like a big um, so, big part of So that food managed to kind of permeate into your genetic, yeah. <laughs> into your cells yeah, yeah. It just, it just yeah, yeah. It just got in and um, I felt obviously growing up and, and starting to realize like there's a career in this. Um, took a while for me actually to hone in and like zone in on, on exactly the best way to, to, to do it. But I think, yeah, it's, it's happening now. But I mean, look, taking it from, from my observation of how very carefully and in a very rigid sort of planned way, you, you put this together. I mean, I can see that, that, that 
Uzeri and the menu was a development over time, right? Yeah. So in that, where did you come from? I mean, you, you were formally trained as a chef. That, so yeah, can yeah. you give us a bit of that background? Where, where, did you, where did you study? Where did you work? Yeah, um, I, I studied at Silwood. I did three years at Silwood. Okay. Um, during that time, you know, you're lucky when you're there to, to sort of get blocks in, um, in working like the best restaurants in, in the Western Cape, right. um, South Africa. So there was a lot of like jumping around between these, between these places and like obviously really beneficial and useful um, in techniques and like working in the kitchen and, um, you know, like getting the, the discipline that you need to, that you need to, yeah, do, to do that. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, I actually, I, I didn't, I didn't love the, I didn't love the kitchen environment always. I, okay. I, um, it was something that I went through a pretty traumatic experience um, in one of our blocks in Silwood. I think it was in third, not my third year. So yeah. it was a second. It was my second year. Sorry. Uh, my father passed away during one of the blocks. And, oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I went back into a kitchen and like it just wasn't a nice place to be in. And that sort of, I think it altered a lot of my next sort of like five years in, in, in cooking and in, in kitchens because I just, I hated it. Like I didn't want to get back into a kitchen. Yeah. So I did a lot of jumping around um, and I didn't actually settle in, in, any, in any space. Fair um, yeah. yeah. So I, I sort of jumped around, did some private chefing, stuff like that. And always in my mind, I had this idea of doing this. Um, I, mean, yeah. do, I mean, do you have a memory, do, do you have a memory of the first restaurant you ever ate in and, and, and maybe what you ate? Do you, do you, do you um, remember that? It's like an amalgamation of memories. It's not okay. like one single one, like, but we, we were exposed to like quite a lot of food quite early. Um, okay. So I, I do have like very like fond memories of eating prawns and snails and oysters and like ribs and at what age uh, very young really very okay young, yeah. me, me and my brother both we were like exposed to that kind of food quite early okay um and i do have like very fond memories of of those meals and has your brother gone on to work in food or yeah, is he's he a, he's a doctor he's a do- <laughs> okay <laughs> um Tell me what, just to jump away from that in a moment, I mean, what food or flavor or ingredient can't you get enough of at the moment? What, what, what's, what's working on you? What are you um, working on? I don't know if it's a specific ingredient. Um, it's more of like, a, of like a way of cooking, I think, that I'm like very, after my, after my travels now, that I'm sort of like very much exploring a lot of um it's 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 sort of what we try and do here but it's it's based on like just very traditional um like classical greek cooking and like the flavors that you like get from from very basic ingredients and like very basic like sort of techniques um there there seems to be a move towards the the kind of you know the, the the Mediterranean, and, and it's not just Northern Mediterranean, it's not from the kind of Greek and, 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 and Italian tradition, yeah. but also to the Southern Mediterranean, to, to, to the Middle East, that sort of thing. I mean, is that something you noticed here and in your travels as well? Um, yeah, a little bit, actually. Um, there's, like, people, I think, like, they're, they're trying to to explore, like, different cultures and different heritages within, you know, within one specific place yeah. um, like like influence from so many places like there are so many people moving around nowadays um, th- yeah there we go and I mean uh, and, and that's also the thing that, that Cape Town is a bit of a me- melting pot yeah. so there are a lot of I mean it's, it's incredible that 
the Vietnamese restaurants that are starting to pop up, the yeah. Korean, the really good Koreans. Yeah, you know? and, and, and what's important is it's done by, you know, it's, it's authentically done. Um, absolutely. It's, it's people that are, that are coming here and settling down and, and wanting to show their kind of like traditional food. I, I mean, I, d- I did um, some work for a book um, on a local Korean restaurant where the lady who'd started it, her son came out here to study and then she came out to visit him while he was studying and then she decided to settle and she they had opened this restaurant and it was pucker but she also had a huge garden where she was growing all the ingredients so i mean th- th- that 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 real um traditional yeah. kind of true cooking is coming up but i mean you haven't really gone that totally traditional way because you're using locally grown yeah. local locally sourced can you tell me a little bit about why and how um i mean the why is pretty like obviously like the fresher the better um and right. also i think it's, in, it's just interesting to see how we can use what we have in in like a traditional way okay um there are certain things like like a halloumi um y- yeah like we make that maria um from cream of the crop who, who's my sister-in-law as well oh, okay we worked on like the, that recipe to make to make the halloumi ourselves oh um, fantastic yeah okay. so there's there's certain things that we try and like keep the very traditional like like that's that was like something that was obviously very important to me of course yeah because um, it is such a such a grounding ingredient exactly, in the cuisine exactly, yes exactly yeah. Yeah. and then there's other things where we'll take you know, like Foxenberg's goat's cheese is amazing. So we'll take like their products and, and sort of try and replicate uh, like the sort of more traditional Greek cheeses with what they, with, with what they do. Um, yeah. And it works because it's such amazing products. It's very interesting about Foxenberg. I mean, I, 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 me, 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 but I, I worked on a book on South African cheeses and I've got a thing about goat's cheese. I, I can't like, oh. I remember you had the, the ice cream at the pub. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But the, 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 the point is that, and in fact, you, that ice cream I could eat. Yes. And yeah. Foxenberg was the first time I'd eaten a goat's cheese that didn't have that effect on me. Yeah. Something about how it was produced, how they kept, the yeah, herd was yeah, run, yeah. Um, separating the billies from the nannies and all that sort of thing. And, and it was fantastic. And you made that ice cream with <laughs> yeah. that. Exactly. Well, speaking of which, what is the ingredient that you won't eat? What's the food you, you just won't, you can't get it done? I mean, I spoke, spoke to Jason yeah. from um, Potluck and he, just you can't do blue cheese. What's the thing that you yeah, you can't believe that's, people that's, eat? That? That's something for me as well. I don't like uh, I don't like stinky cheeses. Really? Uh, yeah, like, like anything anything blue or like overly smelly or even and, like gorgonzola. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't do it. Can't do it. I can't do it. What yeah. is it? Is it like a generational thing? Because you and <laughs> you and Jason are out there. You know, I don't know what it is. I just it's. I like. I like. I love cheeses. I, yeah. love, I love all sorts of cheese. But yeah, I just can't. I can't. Can't do the, do the blue cheese. I can't do the stinky cheese. Stinky cheese. cheese. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on from that because maybe maybe stinky cheese features here. And I mean, this could be something from your memory of childhood. It could be so like you know, something from the hospital visit, but what is the worst? And it could be also something you cooked yourself. So what is the worst meal you've ever had? Um, I think I was like 15, 15 or 14. Uh, I used to watch the cooking channel quite a bit. Um, and I remember watching something. I, I can't even remember what it was, but I had this grand idea to try and like stew a pork chop in beer um, with like apples and 
Ooh. I mean, the idea sounded great at the time, and I think it could still be good, but um, I think I might have cooked it too long, or too, like it just came up like a flip flop, and it was but, really bad. But beer and apple—I mean, I could understand cider, cider, yeah, cider. Yeah. I could understand, you know, pork, <laughs> apple, cider, yeah, beer. Oh. Yeah, no, it wasn't good. No. It was. <laughs> okay, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> so, thinking about, you know, the worst meal, what 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 you won't eat. What meal means the most to you? And I'm, I mean that in a kind of an emotional sense. So, so, so it could be something from your, from the tradition that you follow. It could be a family thing. It could be maybe your wedding meal. You know, mm. what, what meal can you think of that means the most to you? There's, so, there's actually quite a lot. Okay. There's quite a lot to, to go through. You've got time. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I think in terms of like the emotional side of it, I go back to Cyprus every year. Um, okay. We go visit our family there. Okay. And every year that I'm there, I like for the last five or six years, I've sort of made an effort to like sit around the kitchen table with my grand and cook uh, a meal with her. Yeah. Uh, especially now in like the last few years she's getting a little bit older she's like hurt her hip and hurt her knee and all sorts of things yeah, so she, she happens, struggles yeah. yeah so she struggles with like her confidence um, in, like she used to cook every day and I think she's sort of like struggled Slow doing that down. now yeah so I think especially now when I went back just it means a lot to go back and just like cook a meal with her. And to, um, exactly, yeah. And I mean, yeah. The, the, the fact that you've become a chef must have drawn you a little bit closer. Oh, yeah. Well, not, yeah. not that you'd need to draw closer <laughs> to your grand, but uh, I mean, uh, yeah. So, and and do you? How does that work? I mean, you say you go back and you've got family there. Are you first generation South African? So my grandparents moved. My grandparents moved here. Yes. Um, and then, obviously, my parents were born here. But, okay, then, so yeah, second, yeah, second, second generation. Second generation. Okay, yeah. Yeah. amazing. So, okay, so and and the, the, and your grandparents have gone back. Yeah, so just they went to back be with family and yeah, friends so in the old country. Yeah, there. exactly. So my 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 aunt who used to live here as well, she moved back um, to okay. Cyprus, and then when she had children, they moved back to to be okay. around the to, grandkids. Oh so, uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Amazing. Um, is there a place or country in you know, I don't think it could be Cyprus, but is there a place or country that you're looking at at the moment that you'd like to travel to for the cuisine? Um, I mean, Sifnos. Uh, I just came back from Sifnos, and I want to go back immediately. Oh, um, really? And for what reason? The food culture is, it's quite special. It's like, it's very specific. Um, okay. Like Sifnian food is like very well known and just the way they think about the food is it's it, it, there's something very um it's like really grounding like everyone okay. is like like they know that they are like known for their food and everyone really cares so like you'll okay. go to like restaurants and they'll t- tell you like we've like these goats are we like raise these goats they make their own cheeses they each have like their own gardens like behind the restaurants and like they're very like they just know that that food to them is very special. Very special, um, yeah. And it was, yeah, some of the best food I've eaten in a long time that I learned. I mean, that puts me in mind, uh, and I must tell you, so uh, it, it puts me in mind of um, my friend and, and one of my food heroes, Sophia Lintop, who is, is into the, she cooks Lebanese, she teaches Lebanese cooking. And one of her missions in this life is to teach the traditions of Lebanese cooking because they're being forgotten because mothers are no longer teaching yeah. their daughters and incidentally she said to me that she loves Uzeri and her particular thing she ate here the other day and green beans 
Pasolakia. And I think nice. I had that at the pop-up really? as well. I think I did do that. It, it, I, you I did, you did, and it was yeah. absolutely yeah. fabulous. It really was Thanks. good. And she and she was going on and on about it. I was like, shh, shh let's talk about something else. Yeah, shh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing Nick next week. Just calm down. Um, are you – I mean, is there a little bit of that in why you're doing – the Cypriot flavor to your to, to your restaurant yeah 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 I think it's um, obviously like I um, I want to showcase the food um, like it's not like Cyprus isn't like super well known no so it is important to me to you know like to put it up there and so that people know that it is not just a Greek island not um, exactly <laughs> yeah but I mean if you're talking about Siphonos as well it, it must be with the diaspora of people who are moving around the globe that, yeah. that they must have the, exactly the same trouble yeah. is that mothers are not taught well I mean fathers are not teaching their sons to cook mothers are not teaching their yeah. daughters to cook the traditional way anymore. yeah I mean I think that was what was quite cool on Siphonos actually Actually, was that it, it was like all the restaurants well not all of them you know like the ones that we went to we obviously chose them specifically specifically but, yeah but there was like it was like a family sort of place and there was also so we went to like very traditional places that were like family places that you know like grew up having this restaurant right. and then we went to like a few sort of like more like hip sort of like trendy places that were like that like young chefs were so proud to be cooking Siphonian food. Like, oh, they're, like, they're super, super yeah. proud of it. So that, that's like another reason why I really love wow, it. Why you really, okay, yeah. that's amazing. What restaurant or local is the place you go to? That, that Somewhere you know there's a reliable meal. And, and I, I tell you why I ask this, is that some time ago I was talking to Chef George Jardine. And I was talking about, you know, the, the number of restaurants that were opening and where they are. And, and he said, there's this thing that seems to have happened is that you used to go out and, and you had your restaurant or your two or three restaurants that you liked and that's where you went and the owner knew you or the staff knew you and you, you knew what your favorite was and you, it was reliable. Whereas now people seem to just jump around and go to every, every yeah. new thing that opens, they're there because they've got to try it because it's in social media and they've got to be there. So, so I, I, I'm a kind of a fan of the local. And then if, if, if talking about it, for me, Olympia Cafe is my local. That, that, that's probably the yeah. place in Cape Town I've had the most meals, you know. Is there a place like that for you? Um, I, th- I would say probably South China Dim Sum Bar. Um, it's Ed. yeah, yeah, Ed. Um, I, I love Ed, and um, I started going when I just moved to Cape Town, so like ages ago. So I've been going for a while. Okay, and we obviously started like we, yeah, we got we became quite friendly. Friendly, we ch- yeah. yeah. We chat quite a bit. Um, the food's obviously amazing. It's absolutely yeah. and fantastic, it's always, and it's always amazing. Yeah. And the music's really good yeah. um, and he's got good wine so that's probably it um, yeah. it was also like the first date place for me and Clara um, so, so it has a little bit of meaning like that before we end out I mean where do you see Uziri are you are you happily running Uziri cooking working with your menu and this is what you're going to do going forward do you, do you have other ideas for what you're going to do um, yeah yeah I've got I've got other ideas. I want to grow. I want to grow the business quite a lot, and 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 obviously try and balance that with with running this in running this running this in the way that we've been doing it, and and growing the food um, like the ideas, and like just continuing to do more, like more 
traditional, authentic things over here. Thank you so much for this. <laughs> this has you. been amazing. It's been fantastic thanks. chatting to you. I knew it would be a good chat from our earlier engagement, but thanks. Thanks, Russell. Thank you to my guest today and to all the creators, innovators, and sloggers who take the time to chat to me at a table in the corner. Thank you for listening. And if you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave a comment. Until we meet again, please consider what you eat and where it comes from. Most of all, support small business, consume sustainably, and wherever possible, buy local.